You, you remember the Picasso quote, right? Good artists borrow, great artists steal. Steal, yep. Shouting mean, the water, know what sports is going to do with this. It start predicting the next play tendencies. This is the Generally Accepted Accounting Podcast. That's GAP for all you accounting nerds. It's a podcast produced by Casey Peterson, LTD, or a firm of CPAs and financial advisors based in Rapid City, South Dakota. And we'll be talking about tax, finance, accounting, audit, and a bunch of other topics that sound really boring, but that we're going to make hip and cool. Or we'll try anyway. So stick around to learn more. And we're back with part two of the basics of AI. In the last episode, we defined AI, talked about the pluses and minuses, validate, 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 and discussed some of the possible business impacts. In this episode, we dive a little deeper into the business side and see what industries might be the most affected. You don't need a robot to tell you to listen in to learn more. You know what AI is? AI is Disney's Vantasia. Specifically, you remember the story or the sequence of Vantasia with Mickey being the sorcerer's apprentice? Yeah. And he's carrying the water up the hill and he gets tired of it. Finally, he gets an opportunity to put the wizard's hat on. And then he just enchants a bunch of broomsticks to carry the water for him. Yeah. That That is kind of what I think we see the AI. That's its low-level base purpose is to come in and carry the water for businesses, right. for everyone. Where I think where you're going to get the most benefit from AI is, hey, write me a simple form letter that I'm going to come back and make changes to, to send out. Or, hey, can you look up some information from this IRS publication? I forgot what the number was. So I think if we look at AI as a convenient tool that we can interact with using just the English language, to request information and get it back. If we need something specifically tailored in our request, it can accommodate that, which Google is, like we had talked about, is incapable of. It's meant to go grab information, show you what it was able to find, whereas we can lean on things like Copilot and ChatGPT to, hey, I have a request, do this for me, but I need you to make this little twist or change to it to suit my needs. That's a good way of looking at it. Especially keeping that idea of some of the low-level information that would hopefully free you up to think about bigger things or problem-solve in different ways because you aren't buried maybe in just the day-to-day form letters or tiny diagnostics or simple things like that. Yeah, but the things that AI can't do, the grand ideas that will, you know, change the world or that sort of stuff. Um, but it's yeah. a great first draft. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of gives you a first draft of the presentation yeah. or first draft to the form letter. Yeah. Things like that. So you don't have the writer's block as long. Right. Because staring at an empty page is, uh, is, as someone who does a lot of writing, half of the scary part of the whole process is just being overwhelmed by, I have to create so much of this. And there's a lot. And so having a tool that can start that process for you, even if you go in and you're like, well, half of this is just trash well at least you've got something to work with yeah and you've started thinking about it then yeah you've started analyzing something yeah like, kind of but, already puts your brain in the space to start yep. the creative process do you think there are certain industries 
that will have more of an impact. We, you talked about, Ryan, the automobile industry when computers first came on the scene and farming and ranching and things like that. Uh, do you think now there are certain industries that will be impacted more quickly than others? The two that come to mind is computer programmers, mainly because the AI is being written by computer programmers to make their jobs easier. And the further they get that along, there's not going to be as many entry level type computer programming because the AI can do it. Sure. Translators. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. One that's probably going to go away fairly quick because we can do it through our phones or whatever. Uh, I think anything that is just a manual data entry, we can scan the documents or email the documents, sure. whatever, and do that. But there's still going to be the the professional thing of, is that right or wrong? Right. right. And that's... There's a critical thinking skill aspect too, no matter what it is. You take for a translation to be woefully far off. <laughs> when I think like in our industry, I think it would allow us to take on more clients mm -hmm. because that data entry portion goes away and we're actually doing a review. Gives us a chance more to do it, the advisory work that we want to do, help yeah. look at people holistically in their entire financial picture and make recommendations, whereas we're not sitting there just focused on an individual tax return. We've right. got more time to just really help a client with the, the things that keep them up at night. Yeah. Your CPA isn't, you know, occupied by hours of putting data into various spreadsheets and then spitting something out, that's probably going to free up their brain space to be like, well, actually, if they did it this way, that might allow them to do something else that's beneficial. Kind of higher level analysis, I guess. Yeah. And it's going to allow business owners, business leaders to bring a whole lot of data from several different data sources all into one and quickly allow them to ask the questions, get the answers that they've been looking for. Right now, we have volumes of information out there that people just don't have the time to go through. And it'd be really helpful if they were able to see the trends that were happening in the software. Mm -hmm. Again, this is going to be, if you got a database out there with a lot of bad data in it, it's only going to feed bad answers out into the AI. Garbage in, garbage out. Baby. The AI is not smart enough to go back and correct and say, well, that actually should have been a two rather than a three. This reminds me a little bit of our data analytics podcast that we did with Mark oh so long ago. Uh, it was different, different time, different people. I believe there was an example of an Uber driver um, asking for some data analytics on you know what rides make the most sense or what makes the most money, that type of thing. So maybe this time they're they're trying to write an AI. They can ask. They can ask ChatGPT. So it's not necessarily data analytics, but it is analyzing a lot of data. Is that a fair comparison, Mark? Uh, yeah, there's definitely synergistic qualities to it, and that's that's essentially the concept, right? It's taking data, analyzing it, and I mean, essentially, with data analytics, we're talking about trying to create a story for the end user and trying to make assess and develop strategies based on the information that's there. Whereas I guess with AI, we're talking about taking the data and again, we're trying to figure out the relationships that exist within it. I say there's, there is a lot of overlap with the two concepts. So uh, Mark, if, if you look kind of where we're at now and then just bust out your AI crystal ball and look at about what in the future, do you think, what, what kind of trends, I mean, <laughs> it feels like AI is a trend. 
But even beyond that, what kind of trends and advancements already in AI and ChatGPT should businesses like keep in mind so that they can remain competitive, kind of stay ahead of the curve? No, that's true. That's a tough question too. It is. I mean, it's it's also so new mm-hmm. that you know, like you guys have touched on, it's kind of changing every day, even in in its current state. So to kind of predict where that's going to be six months or a year from now, it's tough to know. Even looking at, you know, in Hollywood, right, like writers and actors striking together, which hasn't happened in decades because of that, we don't know what this looks like. Yeah. Uh, So the challenges and the industries that you may not, like, come to mind instantly that this is going to affect. A big one is like market analysis and how your products compared to other people's products and things like that. I mean, you can quickly use the AI to go get the specifications, price, whatever of a different competitor's product in your market space. You can see what's going on there, better track what's selling where. It's really that data analysis, but this allows you to consolidate all that data into one spot to analyze and have it go get that data for you rather than going to a bunch of websites and seeing what the Vols is selling two by fours for and this space, this pal. See if you can undercut them. <laughs> and so I think that's going to be a big trend as well as kind of what I mentioned earlier on if you don't have to do as much of the manual data entry, it frees you up to do more of your your job, your position. If you're a business owner, you can look at things a little bit. You can zoom out. You don't have to be quite so in the day-to-day if you're not having to do just that manual entry, data entry or analysis or whatever. You can think about your business more from a broader perspective. Right. As if we're looking towards the future, it's... As AI gets more sophisticated, I think we can also anticipate that uh, the convenience of accessing it and the integration between AI and some of the softwares and our mobile phones and other devices we use, that'll just continue to grow. Another area that I kind of think about is, you know, we are talking about the primary tool here is to essentially generate content, right? And you guys kind of touched on that, talking about the Writers Guild strike, but I think we need to start thinking about what other solutions or what other risks come into play when we start having businesses and individuals that start relying on chat GPT to generate content for a specific purpose. So rather than hiring somebody to necessarily sit down and brainstorm and use their imagination and creativity to come up with content for something, you know, if we're running either like a social media account or a website or we're creating music or art, all of a sudden AI, chat GPT, these items could be a cost-effective way of putting something out there where maybe it's not necessarily going to have the same level of ingenuity or style that we would get from a human being sitting down doing it. But we've got AI out here creating Im- you know, image content and music. And I think as that continues to grow in sophistication, that's going to be an option to an alternative for content, which we're already seeing that from, you know, a tech, you know, from text writing based with the Writers Guild straight. I think that's a, it is um, an interesting thing for humans to wrestle with regardless of what constitutes art, what, um, what, and that's, and that's part of the 
like what people have problems with AI sometimes they um there I know that there are lawsuits out there where they're knowing chat GPT because they're saying it's taken the information it's too it's too predictive it's so it's taking copyrighted information to basically create what it's out there and so there's just that whole idea of like what is new what is what does art look like what does imagery what what the wording and all of that sort of stuff like what at what point is this human purely human created which is probably ripped off of millions of years of people taking ideas from other people and just building on it. And now we have machines that do that. And then what does that look like to actually have a person create all of it? And is that is that art? How much of that can be, can you incorporate? Which music is done forever, right? Like all kinds of different machines create different sounds and things like that. And so what is that line of, yes, this constitutes art or this is just a product that a machine created? So I think that's kind you, of you remember the Picasso quote, right? Good artists borrow, great artists steal. Steal, yep. <laughs> I mean, it's not just art, it's intellectual property, yep. it's business practices. I mean, how do you want to know what sports is going to do with this? It start predicting Uh-oh. what will play the next, you know, right. and tendencies. <laughs> There's a, an entire whole world series, you know, with them stealing signs. Well, what if you have AI that can predict based on what the pitcher has thrown and then plug that into the batter so he knows what the next pitch is going to be like. Sports betting is going to get crazy. <laughs> I, I feel like we're still trying to even figure out how to govern activity and content generation from the internet. Right. Yeah. And now What's we're it? discussing like what does AI bring to the table and what ramifications will that have? It's something that we should all be concerned with. That's for sure. And it has and has been forever. I mean, things that are every blog post that you find on a topic, it's been ripped from seven previous versions of it and just rewritten in a slightly different way to optimize on SEO. So this is yet that next iteration of now the machines are doing the stealing instead of the people. And part of that conversation, I think, has just been the convenience factor of it, right? I mean, artists have been making stuff for thousands of years. And, you know, as a photographer, I would browse people's art online and look at it. And I'm sure the next time I was out, that would kind of influence what composition I'm setting up, but that takes so much time and training and practice. And then when you can plug something into a model and say, give me a photo of this in the style of this guy, and then spit something out that's shockingly close, that's when people start to be like, oh, this is a problem. This feels like that. This feels wrong. Somehow me like training on this for multiple years and I went through the work, I uphill both ways. (laughs) Now chat GPT just spits it out like that. Then it becomes like an ethical question. Yep. Which is, that's a fine thing for people to grapple with. That's that's yeah. a good thing because otherwise you just get sort of complacent and oh, everybody just knows what art is. Well, no, not everybody does know what art is. And so what does that look like? And sometimes people need to be challenged that if a computer can go in at a low level and spit out exactly this kind of art, well, then let's create something that the machine can't. What does that look like? Yeah. What's that next iteration? As a graphic designer, I have I have tried to generate images in some of the programs that are out there right now. And if you go into it very entry-level knowledge and try to type something in and you prompt it, you can get something that almost looks like art. Almost looks like people. But uh, there's a whole there's a whole gap between that and like the really, you know, I would say good stuff that you see that looks like it was made by uh, like a professional digital artist that's been doing it for decades because they know how to prompt that 
system yeah. and exactly what it's going to spit out and have kind of tweaked and trained it on what they're after. So it's yeah. the same thing for content for the web. That's the same thing for writers. You can ask it to write something. Then you have to make sure that what this writing is correct. But beyond that, whatever level, unless you really know how to work the system, um, the stuff that it comes up with is pretty much garbage. So that, but that's now, that's today. That isn't to say in six months, it's not going to be incredible and you're not going to be able to tell. Yeah, we'll follow up. We'll do another podcast and we'll, we'll recant all of the stuff that we said. <laughs> that's what I was going to say is there's a whole industry going right along with this. Is trying and tell if things are AI generated or they're human. That's right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like a cottage industry that has bolted itself on, which is creating people are afraid that this is going to take jobs, but it does in a lot of ways create opportunities for new jobs too. Yeah. There's audit and a test. And then we'll have a subdivision of people just looking at AI stuff. And you can already take courses and train to be a prompt engineer. Yeah. That's I guess, now a thing. Yep. Yeah. You know, colleges are dealing with it and people writing papers and they have to feed them through an AI yep. oh, man. detector to see, did they really write this or? A lot of work. Used to be copying your friend's homework and now it's, did they copy everybody's homework? And, In the whole world. Yeah. Anything interesting we didn't touch on. I mean, we well, didn't even examples. mention that chat GPT passed the CPA. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And speaking of that, speaking of industries that this might impact, so we are an accounting industry. Let's talk about that for a second. What is this going to look like for the future of accounting? Yeah. This is something that anybody that is in the knowledge profession, I think, needs to be self-aware of, which as accountants, that's what we're in. We're in the knowledge profession. I think chat GPT AI in general is going to be a useful tool. I think we are also the ones that are going to probably be the ones to get the most the quickest or most immediate benefit of what ChatGPT provides. And as I think Ryan had mentioned, when we start talking about like the software development industry, they're already dealing with it. There's risks and concerns that we're still trying to work out too with reliability and how does this affect the labor, the labor force. I think we're going to see some similar considerations within the realm of uh, accounting, law, even um, some disciplines that are in healthcare. So I guess the way to look at it is at least right now, I think chat GPT functions extremely well as being some kind of tool to either get some kind of interpretation or use it to acquire information. But it, this is not going to replace a CPA. This is not going to result in you being able to uh, file your complex income tax return with all your schedule ones or your business tax return and have chat GPT do it for you. I don't think that's coming at least anywhere in the immediate future. And I guess the one thing we need to keep in mind with chat GPT again is it does not have the ability to exercise professional judgment. It can weigh the data that is given, which that information may not necessarily be correct and then try to predict an answer for the problem. This chat GPT did not go to five years of school and learn accounting principles and understand exactly what the profession is designed to do. But it can pass the CPA exam. But it can pass right. the CPA Yes. But that is Se second also, time but that's charm. second time to charm. Testing, testing and applying the principles are different things. And there's so many nuances that go with that knowledge that right now, at least, the system doesn't have. 
to make those changes or observations or be helpful in that matter. So it, it might know if prompted a question on the CPA exam, it might know vaguely what to respond with in order to elicit a correct answer, but it's not going to have any you know, idea or thought as to why that is actually relevant or correct in practice. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think that's it. When we talk about AI, people start, we start thinking Terminator movies and <laughs> everything else that comes with that. But still to this day, machines can only work off the information that is given and do what they're programmed to do. They don't have the ability to think outside the information that they have to create something. Exactly. But I do think Mark's point there, it does allow businesses and stuff to better stay up to changes in the legal system. Mm -hmm. If there's an OSHA change that impacts their business or an IRS change, whatever, the AI can help them make sure they're still compliant or let them know that changes occurred and this is how they need to now comply with that. So I think it can make that part of the job a lot easier as changes and new new rules and new guidance comes out. It can get that to people and show them how it can be applied. Good point. So it's predictive, not sentient. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you excited about the future of AI personally? We didn't really hit on it a whole lot, but maybe just kind of taking it to a personal note here. Um, what it does for helping me accomplish my job and uh, increasing my productivity. So as you guys know, I do a little bit of development in-house and I can tell you right now, I use chat GPT more than I use Google on a daily basis at this point. I'll tell you right now, this kind of encapsulates everything we've talked about where I will ask chat GPT, Hey, can you write a function that does X, Y, Z given these parameters, it'll kick me out of functions like great. And then maybe an hour later of some back and forth with the chat GPT function, I finally get something that actually works. <laughs> yeah. So, but it has helped me solve at least, you know, more than a few issues that I've had with trying to put a program together here in house and giving me ideas that maybe I hadn't thought of originally. I guess where I get excited from it is the idea that these, I, got, I hate to use the word menial tasks, but these tasks that I think don't require a ton of brain power or creativity, these can start going away and all of us can start focusing on doing what I think everybody here at the firm would agree is more higher value work. And that involves kind of what uh, Hillary was hitting on where it's, let's spend more time with consultation. Let's spend more time rather than preparing the work, reviewing the work, quality testing it. And for like new people that are coming out of college where they're spending maybe less time just taking numbers and entering them into computer software and getting the desired result, that time gets freed up for them to better understand why we're doing this, why the process is what it is. Speaking to somebody who came into CP as someone fresh out of college, I can tell you sometimes it's, it's a challenge trying to walk the line between getting the work done and also just taking the time to understand what you're doing. I think AI is a tool that can help us kind of open that up, but I mean, we were sitting here earlier discussing the concerns with the job issues where, you know, I'm not necessarily sure if my time would be freed up for that because I do feel like the other end to this is 
to Ryan's point, this is going to increase our productivity. Bringing in and incorporating chat GPT or some kind of AI system, if done right, this is going to allow us to help and service more clients. This is going to give us more opportunities within the firm. And like, essentially that's, that's more work within the firm. So we're not laying people off because a couple administrative tasks got covered. We are shifting these people, these talented people that have been working with us for years into doing something that I think is more meaningful for the firm than take this piece of paper, enter a few numbers in, or, Hey, can you go look up, look, look this up for me and let me know what you find. So right. I think we're just all going to be better professionals incorporating chat GPT or AI into our day to day. But especially right now, it's important that we're taking time to be skeptical on what we're getting. And we're just making sure we're taking the time to revalidate the information that we get back. We're obviously not at a point where we can just hang our hat on everything that comes out of chat GPT and say it's true. What about you, Ryan? What excites you about? Um, it's a lot of same as Mark, as I am doing a lot of our in-house apps and stuff. I spend probably 90% of my time changing the font on a button, changing the color of the button, changing the border color of the button, <laughs> then move the position of the button where AI will take care of all of that and give me the theming. And I can, I can focus on the functionality of the app rather than the form and how it looks. So you get more of the user experience of thinking through how is this going to play out for whoever the end user is rather than, oh, there's this button. No, right. And button. Yeah. okay, I need to put this in exactly 200X and 300Y and okay, now I got to repeat that 800 times <laughs> as I move each little box right. around the screen. It can do that for me and allow me to focus in on what it's actually supposed to right. do and give me the results. Freeze up your human brain to do the things that humans are good at. Right. Instead of the things that can just be easily repeated. And now the legal stuff. This podcast and associated communications are intended to provide general information about tax, finance, investment, and other financial matters. Although Casey Peterson LTD has made every reasonable effort to ensure that the information provided is accurate, we make no warranties expressed or implied. Be aware that this is not a comprehensive analysis of the subject matter covered. It is not intended to provide specific recommendations to you or your business. Investment advisory services are offered through Vantix Planning Partners. Commission-based securities products are offered through Vantix Investment Services. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Insurance services are offered through licensed agents of Vantix Planning Partners. 3200 Olympus Boulevard, Suite 100, Dallas, Texas, 75019. Vantix entities are independent of and unrelated to CPS Financial Services, LLP. Although Vantix does not provide or supervise tax or accounting services, our financial professionals may offer these services through their independent outside business. Not all financial professionals are licensed to offer all products or services. Financial planning and investment advisory services require separate licenses. Hey, Evan. Hey, Hillary. We've got a knock-knock joke written by ChatGBT. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be good. Meta. Very meta. But not Facebook. But not. Anyway. Knock-knock. Who's there? AI. AI who? AI here to tell you a joke, but don't worry. I won't go rogue and take over the world. That's, that's comforting. Really, really makes you feel better, doesn't it?